If you ever want to lead somebody in your life, you got to learn how to be led. And one of the ways to how to learn how to be led is in school. That's one of the earliest places we learn that. And ultimately on this podcast, I want to always tell you, you got to lean into the hard things, not away from them, not run from them, not say it's too hard because you didn't say it in this email, but I would, if I was with you in the cab of the truck and we were talking about this, I would say, be honest with me, Spencer. You're saying it's too hard. You're too weak. You're telling me you're too weak and this is too hard to finish school. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, episode 165. Thank you for watching and listening wherever you're coming from, wherever whatever platform brought you here and wherever you're listening. I appreciate you so much. I love doing this. That's why I've done so many because I keep coming back because of you guys, because your, your questions are so great. That's what we do on this podcast is I answer your questions. Email me, grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. And it could be about anything. Just like me and you are sitting in the cab of a truck driving down the road and we're like having a conversation and, and you're like, hey, Granger, can I, can I ask you something? Something's been on my mind, uh, something I'm going through. And I'm like, hit me. And we talk about it in long form. That's why I love the podcast as opposed to a quick clip on you know social media. This is this is the full form. I'm going to give you everything that I can think about. I don't have any notes in front of me. Um, I haven't pre-planned answers to your questions. Uh, we're just going to go through the inbox and see what you sent. So here we go. Subject line of the first one says, school slash work. Hey, Granger, this is Spencer. I'm 15. I live in Florida. I love your music. Your song, Country Things, is probably my favorite. Thanks, buddy. I just recently got a job and I don't really see the importance of school because school doesn't pay me. And I feel like I have a good general education and I don't want to be a rocket scientist. I just want to go grab a chunk of land and live off of it. So why focus on school when I could have more hours and make more money and actually start getting somewhere in life? Thanks, Yee Yee. Spencer, thank you for the email, buddy. And the fact that you're 15 and listening to this podcast, I just appreciate that. I'm, I'm always surprised a little bit. Uh, I don't think I ever started this podcast directly towards young teens. But um, as, as I started posting uh, clips up on TikTok, I started getting more of it. And I'm just, I think it's amazing. And, and I think it's, it's a, a, true, a true privilege for me to be able to speak into um, young teens, mainly because I used to be one. And I used to be a really dumb one. And so anything I say that, that might sound out of tough love, uh, I want you to know, um, for instance, you, Spencer, I want you to know that I'm speaking to myself because I once was you. And I want to point out the first thing to anyone listening uh, that I, that email I just read had no punctuation in it. So that's kind of a, it's kind of an, an ironic point here. Uh, the entire paragraph had no punctuation in it, um, which, you know, may lead me to say that maybe school is not a bad thing uh, just for punctuation's sake. But let's dive into your, your question, Spencer. Um, and, and you know what? This question is just as much related to parents. So parents of young teens, I think this question is great for you to, to hear too, okay? And here's what I want to say. Spencer, you have no idea what you're talking about. And 
not, not that I do. I just, I've lived three times as long as you, essentially. So um, I remember being 15 and I remember thinking, what's the point of school? Well, the, the first point that you're missing is that school is not always about what you learn. It's more so about how you learn. Learning how to learn is a big piece of school. It's a, that's a big, it's a big component to school. It's learning how to learn, setting your eyes on a goal and, and setting forth to, to meet that goal with all kinds of requirements and then fulfilling all the needs and meeting the goal and finishing the race. That's a big deal with school. But like it's, it's not so much about actually specifically the facts and the skills that you're learning. And I know that sounds crazy. You're like, that sounds counterproductive. Well, that's really a big deal because those of us that have finished high school know that when we got that diploma, we're like, man, that was the, the, probably the biggest deal I've ever done in my life. That's the biggest accomplishment so far that I've done in my life. And I'm, I'm not saying that lightly. That's what the high school diploma meant to me. I might not have known it at the time as I was going through classes. A lot of it I just didn't like. A lot of it I thought was pointless. A lot of times I thought, I just want to sing music. What am I doing school for? I just want to play music. This is crazy. What, what in this class am I learning for my life? Nothing. That's what I kept saying to myself. But I didn't realize what I was doing. I didn't realize that I set off to accomplish a goal and I had to meet all these intricate requirements over the course of years and when I finished it, I thought, I did it. I did one of the most meaningful things I've ever done. I finished a high school diploma. There's that. That's where I'll start with. Uh, the other thing I'll say is that you have no idea down the road, how many years down the road, you have no idea where you're going to be and what you're going to be doing. You say right now, I'm just interested. I don't want to be a rocket scientist. I get it. But you say, I just, I'm just interested in living off the land and, well, that's what you said. I just want to grab a chunk of land and live off of it. Man, I get it. <laughs> so do I, bro. So do I. When I was 15, that's a huge goal. And uh, you, then things change. You get things like a wife and you get things like kids and you get things like responsibility and you get things like, uh, you know, leases and mortgages and payments and things that you got to do. And that's a beautiful thing. That's life. Those are beautiful things. Uh, and, and part of that argument, I would say, hey, stay young, stay uncommitted for a while and just enjoy it while you can, because guess what? It's coming. You're going to fall in love. You're going to meet somebody. We'll probably answer a question on this podcast very soon about just this. But when that happens and you got a wife, you got kids, and you got responsibilities and you got a job that you enjoy. And then one day your supervisor or your boss is going to promote you. And then they realize Oh, you don't have a high school diploma. Like, well, you gotta, we got to promote the other guy that does. Sorry, Spencer. I didn't realize you never finished high school, but that's kind of, that's, that's the requirement to become a supervisor in this company. Dude, I know that sounds foreign to you right now. I know you're not even thinking about being part of a company, but more than likely you will. And this is the time to do it because that's not the time to do it. The, the, the time to not do it is when you're 35 years old and you go, man, I, I'm up for the supervisor position, but now I got to go get my GED because I was an idiot when I was 15 and I didn't finish. Finish the race. 
School is not always about what you learn. It's about how you learn. It's about learning how to learn. Here's my final point. You are using this lifestyle of living off the land and being wild and free and school is worthless. You're using that argument as a cop-out because school is boring. And you don't want to do it. And it's kind of hard. And you got to get up early. And you got to read. And you got to fall under the authority of the rules of the school. It's all things that a 15-year-old kid doesn't really want to do. I mean, let's be honest. When I was 15, I didn't even want to brush my teeth, much less get out of bed, much less comb my hair, much less put, put on shoes. I just wanted to run around in the dirt all day and hunt deer, wild hair and unbrushed teeth. <laughs> That's part of being a man. If you ever want to lead somebody in your life, you got to learn how to be led. And one of the ways to how to learn how to be led is in school. That's one of the earliest places we learn that. And you also learn how to be around females and other guy friends. And you learn different kinds of skills. These are all things that you are using as a cop-out because it's hard. And ultimately on this podcast, I want to always tell you, you got to lean into the hard things, not away from them, not run from them, not say it's too hard because you didn't say it in this email, but I would, if I was with you in the cab of the truck and we were talking about this, I would say, be honest with me, Spencer. You're saying it's too hard. You're too weak. You're telling me you're too weak and this is too hard to finish school. So you're like, I just want to be a, you know, on the land. It's a cop out. It's a cop out. I know it's tough love, but I would say this to you to your face, and I would say it in confidence, knowing that I could say that to myself at your age, and I probably would have needed to hear it. Finish school. You will not regret it. 50 years from now, you will not look back and say, I wish I hadn't taken that advice from that podcast and finished school. It meant nothing. You will not say that. But you would regret if you don't. Trust me. I probably spent way too long on that. Let me move on to the next question. Subject line says, any advice on this? Dear Granger Smith, I prefer to stay anonymous. Last year, my fiance and I were expecting a baby. Unfortunately, both her and the baby didn't make it. I haven't been the same since. No matter what I do, I can't stop myself from thinking about them and what my life would have been. I know it's not easy. Is there any advice you have for me on perhaps starting to live my life again? Is there a way that I can get past this? Thank you. Yeah, Anonymous. Um, thanks for the email. Thanks for opening it up. Thanks for being vulnerable. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I can't, can't imagine um, losing a love of my life and a baby in the same day, in the same moment. Don't say this. I would say this. In the course of human history, your story is very common. You want to know how I know? Because I've visited cemeteries. Have you ever visited a cemetery? I think it's important in life to occasionally visit a cemetery. I get such good perspective going to a cemetery and, and just walking walking. And that might sound morbid. That might sound weird, but I don't do it out of some kind of strange, sentimental, weird vibe. I, I genuinely do it just to go and, and think a little bit. It relaxes me, honestly. 
and I could go through, if, say my, I'm in a new town and I'm on tour playing music and I go to uh, grab some groceries for the bus. And if I see a cemetery and I have time, sometimes I'll take a stroll through it and just read some of the names and look at some of the dates, think about all the people. And I think about how many funerals were there and how many people stood around those graves and cried and mourned. And then within just a few decades, they too were right there in the ground with their loved ones that they once mourned for. It's a crazy thought until a hundred years go by and the entire family's there and they're all together, their earthly bodies in the grave. It's, it's a strange thought, but it's healing in a way. And to get to your point, so many times you see a mother and a baby buried next to each other because that used to be very common. Meaning that there's a lot of dads out there like you, billions of them, I'm sure, over the course of history that lost their wife and their child in childbirth. And what did they do? Always. They moved forward. They continued to move forward because that's the only direction they can go. There is no reverse. There is no neutral. They move forward. They go on with their lives. They don't have to move on. They don't have to forget. They don't have to put it out of their head, but they use that and they store it up for gratefulness and they keep moving forward. You said, is there any way that I could learn to live my life again? You said, no matter what I do, I cannot stop myself from thinking of them. Well, first of all, here's this. First of all, you said last year. So you're just a year in. You're, that's the first thing is it takes time to heal. Time is going to be your friend. As time goes by, as months go by, as years go by, you'll start to slowly heal through this. That's inevitable. You're going to heal. And when 10 years goes by, you're going to look back and, and it's, it's, it's not going to be easy to look at it, but it's, it's going to be better. It's going to be better, way better than you are right now a year in. It's really tough where you are. The second point I want to make is you say, no matter what I do, I cannot stop myself from thinking of them and what my life would have been. That's a mistake. I'm not blaming you for it. I understand that sentiment, but I'm telling you don't do that. Because why do I say, why do I say don't think about what your life would have been? Because that's impossible. Because it didn't happen. There is no what your life would have been. It is only what your life is. Because that's what happened. And this is where you are. If you live a life thinking about what would have been, you're only living half a life of what you're supposed to be. And what you're supposed to be is embracing who you are right now today in relation to all the circumstances that your story has brought you today. So you are who you are because of the stories that have shaped you. And this is who God made you to be with these stories, with the adversity, with the highs and the lows. That's what makes you who you are. That's what makes you tick. That's what makes you, ironically, anonymous, right? I would say your name, but that, would, that wouldn't make sense because you asked to be anonymous. You are who you are because of your stories and everything that made you. So there is no life that would have been with them. 
Instead, there is a life that you learned from them that you will now take to your next relationship as you move forward. And don't worry about rushing that. It's going to happen when it happens. Don't even think about it. Right now, you could just grieve. It's okay. The date's going to come up when, when it's the day that they died, and that's going to be a tough anniversary. And you're going to think about on Thanksgiving. You're going to think about it on Christmas. You're going to think about it on major holidays. You're going to be more sentimental to it, but that's okay. Whatever you feel at the time is okay. Just keep moving forward. Just like all those graves, just like all those fathers before us, before you, they made it. Humans have overcome unbelievable tragedy, and you will too. Next question, subject line says, meeting a new girl. Hey, Granger, I'm 24 years old from a small town in central Illinois. I'd like to stay anonymous. There's this girl I've been talking to on FaceTime, Snapchat, and on the phone. I've never met her because she's living in California, but I already have strong feelings for her and want to meet her. But my siblings and some friends say I shouldn't go out there to meet her. I'm just wondering if you had any advice. Hoping to hear from you. Keep the good work coming on the podcast. Thanks, Anonymous. It's, it's funny. Um, it's, sometimes it occurs to me when people ask to be anonymous when your, soar, your story is so specific. I'm, I'm wondering, like, you're 24 years old from central Illinois and you're talking to a girl in California on Snapchat. Whoever's listening that wants to know who you are, they know who you are. Um, just kind of throwing that out there. But um, I appreciate you trusting me with something like this. And here's what I'll say. You're, you're talking to her. You've never met her. What's it going to hurt? What's it going to hurt to go out to California for the weekend and visit this girl? Because then you'll know. Then you don't have to worry about it anymore. You're going to know or you're not. Um, now, there, there, I want to say a couple things about that. First, do not go alone. You're going to go with a friend. Maybe you're being catfished in a weird way. I don't know. It's hard, it's hard, be hard to catfish on the FaceTime, but that's possible. Go with a friend. That's just good. That would be a, a man of integrity would travel with a friend anyway to see a girl. And you would not get a hotel and you would not stay with her alone, et cetera, et cetera. Let's assume that that's the way this goes down. Um, it's going to be a nice dinner and movie and tell her to bring a friend and your friend has someone. And, you know, it's like a double date, a double blind date, essentially. The second thing is going into this you apparently know her well and you've talked to her. You're going to have a good conversation with her, a very open conversation. It's like, hey, I want to come visit you. I want to jump on a, I'm going to, I'm going to roll over to Chicago. I'm going to roll over to Midway. I'm going to get a Southwest Airlines flight over to Burbank or wherever you are. And that's, that's not a very expensive flight. I fly out of Chicago all the time. Maybe, maybe you can get one from under a hundred bucks, right? I'm going to, but I'm going to go out here. I'm going to fly out there to see you. But before I do that, I need to know something. Okay, and then, then it gets really serious, right? Like, pin going to drop. It gets so quiet. And she's like, yeah. And you're like, I really like you. And if I fly out there and I find out that it's legit and we have something, where do we go from there? Like, would you be open to moving to Illinois? Or do you need me to move to California? I'm just saying, and she's going to be like, oh, you know, she's going to get embarrassed. And you go, no, I'm, I'm serious. I know this sounds crazy, but I'm a planner. And she could respect that. 
Like I'm a planner. I don't just do things and just hope for the best. Just throw it up in the air and see what sticks. I want to know, like say five years down the road, are we living together in California, married with two kids? Are we, are we living here in Illinois, married with three kids? Like, where do you see this going? And if she says something like, well, first of all, I'll never move in Illinois ever. I hate that state. I would never leave California. You got to admit that's kind of a red flag. So it's like, okay, mental note. She hates my state. <laughs> or what if she says something like this? You know what? I think you're a great guy. And, and I just want to be uh, with somebody that I love that I think could be a great father to my children and a great husband. And if that's the case, I'll move wherever. It's like, okay, really like, I like that. That's a check in the positive box. Just saying, those are some conversations that you got to, whenever you're dealing with long distance relationship on the phone only, you have to hit them with some hard questions that you would not normally say on a first, second, third date. But you got to, because you don't want to waste money on a flight and get out there and actually like her, find out three months later, she hates Illinois. She hates your family. She doesn't ever want to get a job. She's lazy whatever. It was all just infatuation and you fell for it. Okay. You don't, you don't want to find that out after you've invested these plane tickets and these dinners and a lot of time, right? Does that make sense? So lay out some ground rules, ask the hard questions early, take a friend. And then I say, what's it hurt just to go out to California for a weekend and see what's up? Worst case scenario, you travel and eat some good almonds or something. You know what? Let's take a break. Be right back. Podcast is brought to you guys today by Omaha Steaks. You ever wonder what to get that person for Christmas that has everything and you don't know what to get them that they'll truly use? Well, how about Omaha Steaks? We were gifted this by our in-laws a few years back, and I remember getting those steaks and just thinking, now this is the greatest gift because you could put it in the freezer. It's flash frozen, vacuum sealed, and ready to share with the family. And, and they have this 100% money back guarantee on every steak. It's really the perfect gift because you're definitely going to use it. And you're definitely going to use it to bring your family together and sit around the table and break bread. So the steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together a special curated gift package to help take the guesswork out of gifting and make you the holiday hero. Go to omahasteaks.com and take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use the code GRANGER at checkout to get an additional $30 off your order. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress like the legendary butcher's cut filet mignon, air-chilled boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and even easy-to-produce comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use the promo code GRANGER at checkout. Omaha Steaks, really, it's a, it's a gift from the heart. It's a gift that will be remembered with every single unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. 50% off site-wide, plus use promo code Granger at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. 
podcast is also brought to you all by Raycon. Another great thing to talk about for the holiday season. You were coming up on the holidays, the happiest season, right? Well, let's be real. Between hectic holiday travel, stressing over getting that family recipe just right, and dealing with that uncle's politics. Yeah, that's just wrong. But the last thing you want to do is worry about finding a great gift for everyone on the list. So in the spirit of giving, I'm sharing my go-to gift idea, and that's premium audio products from Raycon. Raycon's wireless earbuds, headphones, and speakers offer premium sound, useful features, and almost custom comfortable fit and up to 54 hours of battery life. That really helps me when I'm traveling on an airplane, which I travel on a lot of airplanes. I need extra battery life. I need something to get me through that next podcast or next album that I'm listening to or next audio book, whatever it is. Sometimes it's just rain noise to help me go to sleep. I need that extra battery life. Raycon delivers it. And, you know, as the person gifting them, you got to love that they start at literally half the price of other premium audio brands. How cool is that? You know, we put out an album last month called Moonrise, and I listen on my Raycons, and it represents exactly what I hear in the studio. I mean, the quality is that good. And for the next month, Raycon's going to have a countdown to Christmas with a new pop-up flash deal for you to take advantage of every single day. You could also find Raycon in stores like Kohl's or Walmart, but let me tell you right now, it's always good to get the best deal at buyraycon.com slash Granger. The Raycon website offers free shipping, free returns, and buy now, pay later options, plus a 30-day happiness guarantee, and you don't have to go wait in line at the mall. I hate that. So right now, go to buyraycon.com slash Granger to get 15% off site-wide with the code HOLIDAY plus free shipping. That's code HOLIDAY at buyraycon.com slash Granger for 15% off your Raycon purchase. Buyraycon.com slash Granger. Back to the podcast. All right, back to the podcast, back to the questions. I'm going to jump into this one. It says, hey, Mr. Smith, I'm Mike D. I'm from countryside, the countryside of southern New Jersey. I'm 21 years old. I've been welding going on for three years now, and I struggle at times with being patient and trusting God to get me where he wants me. I'm curious on how you trusted his process when you first started your music career, when times seemed slow or rough. Thank you for your time and thank you for your music. Yee yee, Mike D. Appreciate the email, Mike. Thanks for the question. It's a good question. And I want to I wanna really uh, nudge you on this. I want to dig in. In fact, I don't even know what I'm going to say, but I'm, if me and you were riding in the truck, I would ask you a couple questions. I would say, why do you think God is... is pushing you through this welding career? Why do, you think, why do you think I would think God was pushing me through a music career? That's something I would ask if we're in the cab of the truck. There's no right or wrong answer. But I say that because you say, I'm curious on how you trusted his process when you first started your music career when things seemed slow or rough. So how do... This is what this 